1: If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Lucretia Anderson. Lucretia is the founder of Joyful Muse Coaching, a social entrepreneur, educator, and writer. They have been using their background as a theater artist, a mindfulness coach, and team building workshop facilitator to bring creativity, compassion, authenticity, and self awareness to the forefront of work, school, and home environments. Look out for their contribution as an author to raising the global mindset, empowering children to be the world changers. Lucretia, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Lori. I'm excited to have this conversation. Lots of good (laughs) insights to share. And I think mindfulness is extremely important today. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. We all could uh, benefit from uh, a lot of the technique and practice that comes with mindfulness. Yes.
1: Not a problem. So why don't you share with our listeners what led you to begin your coaching business?
0: Well, um, as you mentioned, my Business or my foundation is actually in theater and uh, the performing arts. And I began my career as a theater and arts administrator in Washington, D.C. And I just always enjoyed being a part of something that was, you know, meant to uplift the human spirit. So uh, I got into uh, teaching and uh, working in particular with middle school girls um, at an all girls middle school here in Richmond, Virginia now. Uh, and so as a part of my teaching there, I was responsible or partly responsible for helping to evolve uh, a character and leadership curriculum for the girls. And while I was doing that, I, I was working on my own personal development. I became a little bit of a, a self-help help junkie, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> reading lots of books on personal development and um, doing my own research and uh, just gaining a lot of insight into not only um, how it is that I wanted to show up and to thrive as a leader, but how I could encourage and empower these girls to do that as well. So as I continued to work on that for a number of years, I realized that this was something that I really wanted to pass on to adults. So I wanted to pass on to um, educators and other caretakers of of children in particular, and in particular women, because um, there there really is a need for um, this idea of, of, of transformational thinking and self-empowerment that I think, um, as we are juggling so much, um, as women in particular, women in, in education and in business, um, there's a lot um, to be said for learning more about, uh, self-compassion and, and mindfulness techniques and, and growth mindset. And so that led me to, uh, want to inspire, uh, uh, confidence in that arena and, and work on help people to work on their own, um, inner work and, and social dynamics and, um, so I, I, I began this business. I, I'll say I started off um uh, initially my first business venture was in uh direct sales. And so as I was doing that, I mean that is that is the the, the the heartbeat of that is networking and um, reaching out to people and connecting to people. And so as I grew in my confidence there and and realized that I I really enjoyed um, the connection there and I enjoyed coaching other people to be successful in that arena, but I really wanted to step out and and do something on my own um, as well. So so that is how joyful muse coaching, uh, was, was born. I, I infuse, uh, infuse a lot of joy and, um, energy into, to the work that I do. And I feel that that is really like the, the best way to, uh, to allow someone to feel successful and confident is to, um, make sure that you are an encouraging person, um, in a way that is, uh, uh like I said, joyful.
1: <laughs> so there I am. That's great. And you can hear the joy just as you're talking and the passion in the work that you do. So, that's fantastic. Um, what What do you feel attracts people to your message?
0: I feel that. We are, uh, as you mentioned earlier, at uh, a pivotal time right now where we are all kind of searching for um, something that's going to to bring us out of of the bogginess of life. Uh, We have so much going on and not to mention in our our current circumstances um, where we have this uh, global pandemic, there's a lot of fear and people are feeling very vulnerable. And so uh, through the the way that I message and the way that I connect with people is through uh, putting a focus on and a lens on that vulnerability and allowing myself to show up as a leader in that way and, and just showing my authentic self. I think that there's real connection to that. I think that when you are sharing your story and and the highlights and the lowlights of, 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 of what's happening in your life and, and that you can still be successful uh, regardless of, of all of that's thrown at you. In fact, um, because of all that's thrown at you and, and the way that you overcome adversity, I think that there's real value in showing that and sharing that with people. And so... I feel that people are really are connected uh, to to the message that I bring uh, uh, as far as how we can use that to better ourselves and to really just stay connected with one another.
1: I love that and I think that's fantastic and and that 's what the show is all about it 's connections mm-hmm. and building relationships and mm-hmm. and um, I think now, as you said, is a really important time to be um, not only building new relationships but just fostering the ones that you have and, and really right. nurturing and, and supporting each other. That's right. So um, you know, the goal is to alleviate any fears that someone might have when they hear that, <laughs> that word. <laughs> networking. Yes. Yes. Um so can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Yeah, I'll say that uh, I,
0: I wouldn't have considered this a, a networking opportunity uh, to begin with, um, this particular one that I'm thinking of, but it was uh, about kind of, again, sharing what I'm passionate about, sharing what I'm interested at, in. and that was actually in um, at, a, at a class that I took uh, within my church, so um, I was taking this class, uh, and I happened to mention that i really want to continue to um to t- to separate myself out um from the pack as far as like writing about um mindfulness and writing about vulnerability and as I mentioned that, um, I was introduced to um, someone who uh, knew someone else who was in that class and they uh, were starting up a blog um, in Richmond. And so a fellow blogger from that particular uh, cohort of bloggers who were all uh, contributing to that blog uh, asked me to join them in writing a book uh, as well. Um, that is actually the, the, the Raising the Global Mindset book that you mentioned in the intro. And so as we are uh, building our community around that book and, and sharing um, tools and guidance with the other uh, collaborators there, uh, I was just sharing some information um, with one of those collaborators on Instagram, actually. And she liked one of my posts. And um, I, in turn, um, you know, started being followed by someone else who was following her. And, and then that person, uh, saw what I had to offer as far as, uh, my knowledge and asked me to in turn be on one of his podcasts about, um, um mindfulness as well. <laughs> so uh, it's kind of a long story as far you know, and it took a, a few years to develop that particular chain of events, um, Uh, networking events. But I think it does just to show goes to show how showing up in community, whatever that community is, and sharing about what is it you do, what is it you're passionate about, and what your interests are. uh, You never know where that road can lead, um, say, three or four years down the road. So that's one of my favorite stories, because uh, it just continues to grow and grow and build as it goes.
1: I love that. And, you know, that one initial connection, you never know What's going to, you know, blossom off of it in the future. Exactly. And that, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. All right. So um, as you continue to build your networks and meet more people, how do you stay mm-hmm. in front of and nurture these relationships?
0: I think it's important to uh, to engage with people uh, and show interest with them as as people just as a fellow human being uh, i think it's really important um, for people to understand that that you know as you're sharing what it is that you do that you are also just sharing that human connection so whether that's commenting on someone's post and i think i'm, I'm talking about um you know social networking um online in particular using um, social media uh, showing interesting and in, in kind and of commenting on posts, um, cheerleading and recognizing the work that they're doing uh, and, and when we're able to, again, um, whenever possible, showing up um, to events, whether that's online or in person. Um, I think you have to be uh, selective about what it is that you where you want to share your energy and where you want to be a presence and think about you know, where you're going to gain benefit as well, but also um, how can someone really benefit from you being a presence um, uh, for them as well. So I, I think it really is just about the way that I nurture my community is by just showing up for them. And that in turn allows me to, to gain trust um, and, and, and camaraderie and, um, you know, people want to promote what it is that I do as a result of that.
1: I think that's so important and I agree with that just showing up and being present and and supporting as much as possible and then you know that that's when that reciprocity reciprocity comes into play is that right you're doing nice things for other people and they they want to do nice things and support you in return that's right so what advice would you give the business professional who's looking to grow their network
0: um I you certainly can't do it in a silo. (laughs) I think I hear of so many people who are, uh, trying to grow their network, but they, but they're not doing it in a way, um, that is, uh, coming from their personal interests. It's, it's, uh, typically, uh, from a business standpoint, you know, and just kind of looking out for other people who are uh, interested in that particular service or that particular, um, uh commodity but i think that you know one of the ways that i've grown my network has been interest based so uh just understanding uh not only about how various platforms work i'm actually just getting to know uh linkedin and twitter and 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 understanding like really what's um how those networks uh work but i've heard people saying that you know that they but they don't want to do that. You know, we're in a digital age and yet they are um, disconnected because they'd rather do things um, a little more traditionally. But I I find that, you know, showing what your interests are in business and showing what your personal interests are um, is a way to really truly grow your network. Because as, like I said before, people are getting to know you as a human being, then they're going to want to to be, you know, to do business with you as well and find out what it is that you are doing or what um, you have uh, to offer them as well. Um, I think also just making sure that you are putting content out there in whatever media, whatever platform it is that you uh, choose that is relatable, um, that is going to get to the, the heart of, of, of what it is that your network is seeking and is really telling um, a story and telling your story and connecting to um, the stories that they have themselves. I think that that's a really important part of, of growing your network.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's, it's like you said earlier, it's showing up, you know, you're not going to get the opportunity to meet new people if you're not present. Mm Um, but I love to hear that you're leveraging and really exploring and diving into the digital spaces. Um, I mean, it's probably somewhat forced to some extent today, but, (laughs) um, but I mean, there are, there are a lot of fantastic tools and resources, um, that the internet offers to really nurture and and grow your network. Right. And I think, you know, as
0: much as you can, um, not shy away do the research and we have this uh unprecedented time right now where you know many of us are able to take that time to really delve in i think it's important to explore all of the options and 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 not let um fear of the unknown be a driving force in how you are connecting and reaching out to people uh i think i think also um you know, lending your expertise in, in writing. I mean, I, I'm obviously a writer. And so I think that even if you don't feel like you are um, a fantastic writer or, you know, you may not necessarily have anything to offer in that arena, I think you find um, that people really are searching for, um, searching for media that, um, that, that lends itself to finding new voices. And so if you are able to put your voice out there and throw your hat into the ring and say, okay, here's my perspective. People want to hear what it is that you have to say. And so connecting and, and finding ways to, to write relatable content, I think is also uh, important at this point.
1: Oh, 100%. You need to be able to add value to your network, something exactly. that someone wants to hear. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes I see on, on any sort of digital networking platform, LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever. Is people are just selling, 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 you know, right. yeah, <laughs> you're going to lose your audience real quick if that's all you're yeah. doing
0: online you're going to lose your audience and I, you know, there there are so many, uh, there's only so many um, newsletter subscriptions and, um, (laughs) you know, uh, uh, ads that you can pay attention to before you just scroll by, scroll by, scroll by. But it's when someone reaches out to me and they really are adding value that feels like it's coming from the heart, um, that is telling me about how they got to where they are or even just where they are in that moment, in that space and time, that's going to want Uh, allow me to take more interest in who they are and what it is that they're doing uh, and, and reach out and, and, uh, and do business with them.
1: Yeah awesome that's great to hear so if you could go back to your 20 year old self what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career oh goodness
0: well uh as i said i was i'm in the arts uh (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot that i think that i could uh, tell my 20 year old self but i I think primarily um, i wasn't bold enough um or focused enough at that time to really understand what it was that i i truly wanted to do um i certainly didn't recognize if there was a way for me to uh, do what it is that I coach people to do now, which is to go grow inwardly, right, to have a really firm and, and good understanding of myself and um, kind of the power that I have to to really intuitively understand like the the the, the connections that I, I wanted to make with people and to grow my career um, in that way. Um, so I feel like there there was a little bit of wasted time there. I mean, there are other parts of me that knows it's all a part of the journey, right? Like that, you know, um, one step kind of leads to the next. And, you know, I feel like because I didn't have that wisdom there. I had to actually um you know, go through some things, you know, <laughs> before mm-hmm. I could understand um what exactly it was that I wanted to do with my career and my professional life. Um but I I do I do recognize that there's no way I, I could have that wisdom to 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 impact the lives that I have now without um that time of inertia for myself. And so um yeah, I think I think I I'd, I'd tell myself to trust myself more, uh, to, to take more risks. I think that's, uh, a huge scene in, um, what, um, I hear and see of people, especially in their, in their twenties and early in their career is that, you know, they they want to go for the safe bets. Uh, they want to go for, you know, the things that, um, that they know are going to, um, you know, uh, put food on the table and, and, and build a life for themselves in that way, but not necessarily taking the risks of those things that are going to allow you to um, grow into your passion and to do something that um, feels that it's truly authentic to what it is that you are to present in this world we're here to bring to the world. And so I think, yeah, taking risks um, and just being bold and, 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 and focusing really on and listening to myself and, and what it is that I truly wanted.
1: I think that's great. I think those are all sound pieces of advice that hopefully any 20-year-old today can hear and and pay a little attention to. Yeah. So we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person (laughs) that you'd love to connect with, and do you think you could do it within the sixth degree?
0: So I think... uh, my first thought when I hear this is, is Oprah. Um, uh, <laughs> I think that's probably a lot of people's six degrees. She's, uh, she's been
1: referenced a number of times on the show. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes.
0: Um, so I'm going to go a slightly slight, only slightly different path, uh, and say Michelle Obama, because I think I actually, uh, could, uh, connect with her fairly rapidly, uh, <laughs> for some degrees of separation. Cool. Uh, yeah, she's just, she's another one of those people that is just incredibly smart, but also very authentic, mm-hmm. uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way that she shows up and just shares um, who she is. Um, and so, yeah, I think um, I have a, a friend who is, uh, oh, and, I, and I've missed a couple of opportunities to con- to co- actually connect with Michelle Obama. Oh, no. I, yeah, which I dread. I mean, even more most recently, uh, she was to speak at the Richmond Forum, which is this um, big event um, here in in, in Richmond uh, where we have speakers kind of come and, and, mm-hmm. and, and speak to the community. And uh, yeah, and then we have this, uh, you know, uh, pandemic that's not allowing that to happen. But anyway, <laughs> um, she I have a friend um, who's a, this CEO of their own diversity and inclusion firm, uh, and they often work with a lot of politicians and celebrities. And uh, I think more than likely, they know someone in their network who has access to Michelle Obama. And so um, I feel like that's a, a path that I not, not too far away, it sounds like. Not too like. far away. It sounds like I think it's really only about two or three degrees of separation. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, not terrible. <laughs> um, you know, we never want to stop learning as entrepreneurs. So I'm always mm-hmm. curious what my guests are reading or listening mm-hmm. to on podcasts or audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to share with us? uh sure
0: yeah i um currently uh been asked to read um a few books recently uh to give a a review on uh, so one of them right now and I actually do highly recommend it um, is empowering the highly sensitive person um so it's a, it's a workbook um, that helps to clarify what the world just kind of looks and feels like for HSPs, for highly sensitive people. And uh, when I when I opened the book and just kind of started reading more uh, about, you know, what that term means and and, and how uh, these people perceive the world, I realized, wow, OK, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> not only is that me, um, it's a lot of people that I engage with. It's certainly a lot of people who are in the creative realm, um, which uh a huge constituency for me as far as my coaching clientele is concerned. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so that information, um, I highly recommend um, that book because it, it allows us to really kind of understand, okay, what that term means. Um, and that's a sensitivity to all sorts of things, so whether or not they are environmental sensitivities or, um, emotional sensitivities, uh, and then how to kind of work through those things and not kind of cower away or shy away from, from it. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I I feel like that's what I'm reading right now. And it's,
1: it's a pretty good one. Cool. Yeah. That seems really interesting. Um, all right. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to interview me. What is something you'd like to ask me?
0: Well, so I, I'm intrigued by, uh, social capital and this podcast and, um, what it is that you, um, do in your work. And I, I, I guess i love to know what you find to be um, the most valuable as far as um, social networking is concerned. Is it, is it going online digitally? And I mean, I certainly know right now that's of the utmost importance, but, um, you know, using social media as often as possible, or is it really kind of getting into, um, into email newsletters and inboxes and um, engaging with people that way?
1: So, I mean you 're talking about marketing yes. <laughs> to some extent, sure um, but it's you know I, networking um is basically how I grew my business from day one is um all about relationships and i 've invested a lot of time in studying relationships and just understanding um, why people decided to do business with other people. Um, and so it's at the end of the day, you know, they, they know you, they like you, they trust you. Um, and what to maintain that relationship is a lot more work than just creating a new relationship. Um, and it all comes down to that value. So regardless of how you're providing the value, as long as it's, um, It's there and it's being received. I think that's the other important component is, you know, you can give, 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 but there might be, you know, someone blocking you in their inbox. You don't know that. Right, (laughs) right, right, exactly. So you need to make sure that there's, um, I'd say, multiple channels to be engaging with your audience and not just putting all your eggs in one basket. So, um, you know, an email list is fantastic. There's a ton that you can do with an email list. Um, but I'm definitely a fan of a combination of that traditional and digital. Um, you know, even though I, I own a digital agency, I am greatly missing attending in-person networking events right now. Right. Right. So, and I'm sure a lot of other people are just because there's this, an energy that comes off of people that, you know, either motivates you or, or you can, you know, sense the the relationship that you have. And if it's positive or negative, but it, it just is a different vibe overall. So, um yeah, I guess I don't know if that totally answered your question or not. No, absolutely. <laughs> and, I,
0: and I think, um, I, you know, the relationship piece is so important, uh, you know, and, and, and traditional networking for me, I think in the past um, probably scared me the most. I think it's uh, uh, fairly easy for new business owners and new entre- entrepreneurs to hide behind digital um uh, social media to, to, to feel like they're having some authentic connection and reaching out to people. Uh, when truly, like you said, it's just marketing, right? It's Mm -hmm. just kind of putting a face on what it is that you're doing and Mm -hmm. as opposed to, um, really, uh, gaining trust and, 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 and showing, um, how, um, you are going to show up in person for the, for them and, 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 you know, hopefully gaining their trust enough to, to want them to have you, you know, use their services. But not only that, but how you can help them. I think, uh, one of my favorite questions at a network event is, you know, not only what is it that you, what do you like about what it is it you do? Um, but how can I help you? How can I mm-hmm. be a service to you?
1: Yeah. And growing. I yeah. think that's, I think it's a great question to ask overall. Um, So any final word or advice off our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network?
0: I think being your authentic self uh, is going to be the most important thing and showing people uh, who you truly are. Uh, like I said, uh, in the work that I do around vulnerability, I think uh, the mark of a true leader uh, or someone that you kind of want to um, be able to connect with is, is are, they, um, are they wearing a mask or are they showing you who they truly are? And um, So that my advice uh, for growing your network is, is reaching out to people, especially during this time, Um, (laughs) introducing yourself or reintroducing yourself uh, for people who don't know who you are or who, who, you know, maybe kind of skim past of what it is that you're doing um, and uh, kind of uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit to reveal your authentic self.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. So, um, Lucretia, if anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what is the best way that they can reach you? They can reach me at www.joyfulmusecoaching.com
0: uh, also on instagram at joyfulmusecoaching and uh, on facebook and linkedin the same uh, handle Joyful Muse Coaching.
1: that's fantastic thank <laughs> you so much for being on the show today
0: thank you i appreciate you having me
1: a lot of fun great conversation and you definitely brought the joy
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks Lori. laurie right. uh, take care
1: absolutely so this wraps up our episode of social capital a huge thank you to lucretia for taking the time to connect with us if you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community join our facebook group just go to facebook.com and search social capital network if you need if, if you need me send an email to Lori at social capital podcast otherwise we'll see you next week
0: that's all for this episode of the social capital podcast